0: Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, praise singers and keyboard players and drum beaters. Lord bless you. We're going to be turning to the book of John, chapter 15. Pastor and wife flew out Sunday after church, had a general conference meeting in St. Louis, and uh, we woke up that Monday morning to one degree. And I didn't have no more with me than what I got on my bag right now. One degree. I haven't felt that kind of weather ever, I think. And uh, I, I learned or experienced what they mean when they say that it's biting code is a, a biting code I mean you you step out of that car and instantly the outer layer of your skin is frozen that's cold cold weather so needless to say we were so happy when we got back on that plane yesterday and knew that they were they had a route us because weather was bad everywhere, and took us six hours longer than we thought to get home, delays and all of that. But when we finally got on that plane coming to West Palm Beach, Florida, we were so happy. Stepped off that plane. It was so hot and muggy and miserable here. We loved every step of the way. We loved it. Amen. Well, we're going to continue tonight. We're reading from the book of John, chapter 15, and uh, we'll read through verse number 8 and continue on this journey that the Lord is uh, taking us down concerning personal evangelism. Tell your neighbor, say, you are an evangelist. Every one of us are evangelists. And we may minister different, and uh, it may not be the spoken word. It might be the action and the deed. But all of us should not only be involved in reaching the lost, but every one of us should be able to point to fruit. Someone that we touched, we helped we were involved in them walking with the Lord and becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he, speaking of the Father, taketh Away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. He's obviously interested in you and I bearing fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except ye abide in me i am the vine and ye are the branches and one say i am the branch he that abideth in me and i in him the same Bringeth forth much fruit. Everybody say, much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Ye abide not in me. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire. They are burned ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, we use that verse for everything except reaching the loss. Have you ever used it for reaching the loss? Oh, you use it for your new car. your boyfriend or girlfriend you're looking for. You abide in me. My words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will. He's talking about the kingdom. His kingdom, not yours. Because remember, he said if you'll seek his kingdom, he'll add all the other things to you. We're not even supposed to be asking for the other things. He said I'll take care of those. You seek my kingdom. Herein is my father glorified. How's he glorified? You preach good? You dress right? He's glorified because you bear fruit. Much fruit. So shall ye be. My disciples. Shake the hand of two or three people around them and just tell them we need to bear fruit. Just tell them, we need a bear fruit. Find a couple more and tell them, I need to bear fruit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this place. I feel his presence. Just for a moment, will you lift your hands? How we love you tonight, God. We ask you to let your word go forth. Use your servant. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. Let us leave this place here tonight, God, with just a little bit more of you. Just changed a little more in your image. Submit it more to you and your will and your way, Father. We ask it in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. So we have been walking down this journey. By the way, I want to stop and say thank you to all that joined in with the fasting and prayer. It wasn't that bad, was it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's over now. Go on about your way. Chance looks like you lost 30, 40 pounds. You should have seen him. Sunday was huge. Thank you for joining in and binding together. And when we're really going to see the results will be in the weekend, because right now we're all not quite up to par but we will be by the we will be by the weekend. We've been walking down this journey. We started out with the Lord talking about that he is the true vine. There is no other vine. You can attach yourself to many other things and you can even receive strength and pleasure and help from them. But they endure but for a season. They will wither away like everything else on this planet, including me and you. One day the Lord Terry will wither away. But when you attach yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, what flows out of Him is eternal. What comes through the vine into the branch, He says, you are cleansed by my word. And then the very next words he says is you attach yourself to me, abide in me. Because when you attach yourself to me and abide in me, what flows out of me into you will cleanse you. If there are any impurities, he'll work it out. If there is immorality, he'll give you strength to overcome it. If your desires aren't right, he'll help you change your desires. That's why Paul the apostle said, the things I used to love, I now hate. And the things I used to hate, I now love. What happened? He attached himself to the vine. And when the glory of
1: God begin to flow through him, his desires change, his his wants changed, his zeal changed, his uh, his ambitions in life. Everything begins to change because let that mind which was in Christ also be in you. My thinking is different. My love is different. Everything about you becomes different. Because it's not the world that's feeding you.
0: It's God flowing through you. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. We looked and we learned that everything alive must reproduce itself to continue its perpetual existence. That every branch in Jesus, he said, that bears not fruit will be taken away. But those that are attached will bear fruit. We went on, and I, I want to get to tonight's teaching. But I'm just kind of flowing through here. We need to find our place. We talked about this. We need to find our place in the kingdom of God where we were designed and
1: destined to bear fruit. I need to find that ability and that talent that God gave me, and I need to begin to work it. God shows up on judgment day, and he says to the one on the the left of me, he says, I gave you five talents, and look at you. You doubled, and you made it ten. Thou good and faithful servant, enter in into the blessings of the Father. Looks to the one on the right. I gave you two talents and, and, and you worked it and you doubled it. And God bless you, come in. I don't want him to look at me and say, I gave you one talent and you buried that talent. You never bared fruit. You never used it. But, Father, I, I didn't think it was all that much. Oh, but there's something you don't understand. The body needs every part. We can't do without anybody. We need everybody. If God called you into the kingdom, he's got a purpose for you. He has a place for you. Oh, yes, he does. And if you'll find it and begin to work it, I'm here to tell you right now, you will begin to bear much fruit. You may never lay hands and pray them through. You may never touch that incredible Bible study that gets them to see the revelation of one God. You may not be that eloquent spokesman. But, oh, friend, if you'll let God work in you the way he's called you, you'll be able to point at dozens of people in the house of God and know that you had a part in them walk, walking and living for the
0: Lord Tell your neighbor, you need to find your place. You need to find your place. Every branch that bears fruit, we talked about that, he purges. You know, you'd think if you was a fruit bearer, he'd leave you alone. Oh, no. When God finds gold, he puts it in the fire. He's not satisfied just because you got a little yellow tint to you. He's going to refine you till they can look right through you, and they're going to call it transparent gold. You say, well, I don't know if there is transparent gold. Of course there is. He's going to lay the whole floor of heaven with it. He will fine-tune you. You know, I don't have time to get on this, but the old silversmith was asked the question one time, said, how long do you know to keep the silver in the fire? How do you know when the impurities uh, have been taken out? He said, when I can tilt that, uh, that pan and look in it and I can see my reflection, I know it's time to take the silver out of the fire. You know how God, how long God's going to keep you in the fire? Until you and I look like him. That's how long he's going to keep us in the fire. When God gets a hold of something bearing a little fruit, he don't let it go on its own because eventually it'll grow wild fruit. No, he's there trimming it off. He's there propping it up. He's there uh, helping it and digging around it and and pruning it and and getting it in shape because he's excited. He's finally got something on the vine that'll bear a little fruit.
1: But he'll never hurt you. Oh, no. I said he'll never hurt us. It doesn't matter what God takes away from me. He'll always give back
0: more than what he takes away.
1: You'll always walk away the winner when it comes to Jesus Christ. You'll never be the loser when it comes to him. You'll always be the one who's the most blessed, most uplift,
0: the most strengthened, and the one who endures to the end. I wish somebody helped the preacher tonight. Last Wednesday, we talked about the first time Jesus mentions fruit. He gives the example of how, when, where, to whom it is done. And We went into the story of, of the lady at the well. We talked about how sad it is that disciples could walk with the Lord Jesus Christ for three years. And come out of a city and see him talking to a harlot woman at a well. And look at a distance and see their Lord speaking to an old Samaritan sinner. That's all she was, the scum of the earth. Five husbands and the one she had now wasn't hers. I mean, her life was just in pieces and ruin. She was just coming to get a little water. Obviously, she did it when nobody else was there because the Bible says there was no one there but just her and Jesus. She chose the time of the day when no one else would be there. She was ashamed of her life, a shame of her history, a shame of everything. She just wanted to sneak in and get her necessities and get out. But this time set a man upon the well by the name of Jesus
1: Christ. His disciples walk upon that scene and they ask themselves, why does this man, why does he talk to that woman? We've got to ask ourselves, how can you walk with Jesus Christ for three years and not know why he's talking to her? He's talking to her because she's sick. He's talking to her because she has a need. He's talking to her because she is lost. She is undone. She's dying and going to hell. She needs a savior.
0: We learn that it is not my job and your job to judge who God wants to save. It's not our job to judge who God wants to speak to. It's our job to be obedient, obedient to the Lord. The second time that Jesus mentions fruit, and we'll launch our little teaching here tonight. is in John chapter 12 and verse number 23. Here he talks about the source from where it comes. In John 12 and 23, the word of the Lord says, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Now look at that word, glorified. And what did the Lord Jesus say? He said the Father is glorified when when we bear much fruit. It's time that the Father be glorified. Now in the in uh uh the hours come that the Son of man be glorified. Now what you're going to see and understand here Is that he was not actually talking about the death. The death was very humiliating. It was degrading. No friend. He was talking about the fruit. That the death would bring. The father is glorified. I'll tell you how the son's glorified. Because 2,000 years later. There's still a church in this world. And listen. Listen. I know you you hear it all the
1: time. I wish we had church like the old time. Not me. Because we have better church today. Bigger churches today. More people will pray through this Sunday in apostolic churches than a hundred years ago would pray through in five years. Oh, you don't believe that, but it's the truth. Don't bring me back to the Brush Harbor days. That was a bunch of babies trying to figure out the move of God. I'm telling you, there's no better day than today. More miracles will take place this coming weekend than took place the first 25 years of the 19th century. This is the hour of the church. Jesus is being glorified when the church comes together and men and women begin to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's never been more power, there's never been more glory, there's never been more miracles. Just a few years ago, they preached in Ethiopia and 100,000 people prayed through to the Holy Ghost in one single service. Multiple, 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 multiple times we hear about in one service, 3,000 received the Holy Ghost, 5,000 received the Holy Ghost, many thousands receiving the power of God around this world.
0: I thought I'd just take care of that.
1: Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come. The Son of Man should be glorified. Now listen to His words. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. Look at your neighbor and tell him, would you just die?
0: I hope y'all didn't mean that in your heart. A
1: scepter, corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. You know why you come to the house of God and you're all by yourself? You know why you have no friends? You know why you have no fellowship? Like Brother Sapp talked about, you have never died to
0: your flesh.
1: Because when you die, you love your enemy. When you die you love those that talk about you When you die you love those that do you wrong When you die those things don't matter When you die you love the lost When you die you spread the gospel When you die you reach You touch You help You minister You don't have time to wait for somebody to come shake your hand You're too busy shaking everybody else's Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But everybody say, "But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit." This is the glorification of the Father and the glorifying of the Son that Jesus was talking about. Not the dying process. There's nothing glorious about that. But when it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. And the Father is glorified. That's why he said, I am the vine, you the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. So we can only bear fruit if we die. I'm telling you tonight, for me and for you, This is our stumbling block. This is where we fall. We talk in tongues. We dress holy. We separate ourselves from the world. But we have never died. The reason why I know you haven't died is because there's bitterness in your heart. There's hatred in you. Unforgiveness is in you. You're too easily offended. Because we have never died. We love God. We love the work of God. We love the things of God. But we have never died. someone died just enough to get me in the church but have I died enough to get somebody else in the kingdom of God that's got to be the question that I ask myself or am I still full of myself full of the world things of the world full of my pride full of my image not his image my image dead things don't get offended dead things feelings aren't hurt my God have mercy I'm going to beat this thing tonight and if you're dead you won't know it so if it hurts Still alive been through 200 sermons about dying still alive
0: <coughs> All right let's see if we can go a little further look at your neighbor and tell him would you die? Now that you know I'm talking spiritual, you didn't say it with as much enthusiasm. Verse 25. He that loveth his life shall lose it.
1: This is the
0: Ironicism. Is that a word, Ironicism? Boy, it needs to be. That's a great word. Irony. I think that was the word I was looking for, but boy, the other one sounds better. It's got like two more syllables. This is the irony of it all.
1: What we try to hold on to, we lose. But if we'll let go, we will gain. You hold on to your pride, you'll lose your pride. You hold on to your feelings, you'll lose your feelings. You hold on to your offense, you'll lose them. But if you let it all go, you'll gain friendships. You'll win the brother that hates you. You'll you'll encourage the brother that's down. Come on, somebody. If you'll learn to die to self. He said, he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Now look at John 12 and 26. Remember, this is all the same thought. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Where? Into the ground where we will die so we can bear much fruit. Look what he says. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor You see, death to me and you is the gateway to
0: him. As long as we are alive, we are not connected. It's why we're not fruitful. It's why we're not producing. Quit lying to yourself. Let us quit lying to ourselves. God is trying to take us to a higher level. To where our full potential is being used in the kingdom. That beautiful seed that God put in you that's waiting to sprout miracles, signs and wonders, that seed that God put in you, that's waiting to reach the loss and do mighty powerful things in the kingdom, will never do anything until you die. Because you are the fertile ground. Me and you is what that seed needs to germinate in. And until I die, it can't happen. You know, they find these seeds, Sister Carlene, they'll find these seeds in Pharaoh pyramids, Egyptian pyramids. And those seeds will be 2,000 years old. And they'll take that little seed and they'll go put it in fertile ground. Now, ground's fertile because there's a bunch of dead things in it. You know that, right? That's why farmers let their chickens poop on their crops. Right? Right? And want to fertilize them. I was at a buddy of mine's house yesterday in St. Louis, one degree weather. Said that earlier, I just thought I'd remind you. We're inside his house, and well, I'm not there yet. And Scotty texted me. He said, Hey, bro, guess what? I said, What? He said, My wife's killing a rabbit right now. I want to say, Dude, you know how long it's been since I ate a rabbit? She's out in the coop cutting a rabbit, skinned it up, come home, this frying rabbit. And he thought he was in hog heaven. But it was good. It was good. I had no idea where I was going with that. Oh, the ground. I got that from the ground. I went from chicken because I'd much rather her cut a chicken's head off and fry the chicken leg instead of the rabbit. But that's all right. We ate rabbit. They take that seed. They'll take that seed and they'll put it in that ground. And just a few days later, out of that shell sprouts this little green. Are you kidding me? 2,000 years? And you never done nothing. But the moment I put you in fertile ground, look at your neighbor and say, he don't mean to hurt you. That's why some of us have been living for God for 40 years, and we've never sprouted a single berry on our branch. We don't have one person to show for 40 years of living for God, 20 years of living for God, 15 years. You're just sitting in your pretty little dish put up in some fine-looking little pyramid. You got everything down. You know everything to do, but you have never died, and because you have never died, that seed, That God put in you when he gave you the Holy Ghost has never sprouted. Pastor, I'm not sure what my calling is. You'll die, you'll know. If you'll die, you'll find out if you're an orange tree or a pear tree, an apple tree, a potato tree. If you saying if you're listening. If you'll die, you'll know what your calling is because that thing will begin to sprout out of you. It will burn such a hunger inside of your heart. When you lay down at night, something will be beating
1: in your chest. A calling will begin to come alive on the inside of you. And you'll spring. Oh day spring, you'll know what God has called you to go. If we'll just die. Now look at your neighbor and tell him die. Nobody'll have to tell you what your calling is. It'll be such a hunger in you! I never dreamed I was called to preach the Word of God. And preaching God's Word is no more elevated than any other calling in the kingdom of God. But when I learned to die to me, seed began to germinate in my heart. It ate me alive every night. Couldn't sleep. Went to bed with it. Woke up with it. Oh, God.
0: No one will have to tell you what you're called to do if you'll die. Everybody will know. It's the thing that ticked Jesus off. When he walked up on that fig tree. And there was no fruit. All right, I got to close. Death to me is the gateway to him. Say that. Say, death to me is the gateway to Jesus. Bearing fruit requires self-denial. Everyone say self-denial. Now you know as well as I do how difficult this is. That's why Paul the Apostle said, I die every day he got up. He died. So that, why? So that the Word of God could stay fertile. So that the seed of God could stay fertile. So that the gospel of the Lord could continue to go forward. In order to do that, I have to die daily. Because I cannot bear fruit if I do not die. Bearing fruit requires self-denial. You and I. You and I. We're going to have to examine ourselves and examine our activities. And we must decide which ones of these we are going to sacrifice for the kingdom. You have to do that. You know how I know that? Because you don't have enough time for God right now. Which means you've got something in your schedule that needs. We have something in our schedule that needs to go. So I have got to examine myself. I have got to examine my activities. And I must say, because you're not going to do this overnight. But you have to start somewhere. So you got to find something. That 20 minutes, Nathan, right before you go to bed, that you eat that big bowl of ice cream. Oh, I'm sorry, Rachel. Rachel. Hey, he's the one. He pointed at you. You got to say, Lord, I'm going to give up that 20 minutes on my bowl of ice cream. And I'm going to give that 20 minutes to you. We have to find something in our activity that we take out a spiritual dagger and we kill it. And we give it to God. After you do that. You're going to fall so in love with that. You're going to want to kill everything inside. You're going to start just killing everything that ain't like God in your life. And when you die and you cleave to him, you ask yourself the question, how did I ever waste that time? How did I ever spend all of that on things that fade with the wind and are gone when the sun goes down? Rather giving my time and my energies to that which is eternal. I want to finish up this one little thought here again. I haven't got past point one tonight. There is no getting around the source. Everybody say, the source of fruit. You know what it is? It's death. You want fruit to spring out of your life? You have to die. You cannot get around it. You can produce fruit without dying. But the Lord says, at judgment, it'll burn. Everything that's hay, wood, and stubble is going to burn. And the only things that are going to last are the things that came from the vine. Why do you think this initial process of serving God? You get into the house of the Lord. People pray through. They they don't pray through and the very next Sunday come in here and they look like they've been living for God for 20 years. We work on them week after week after week through the word and through love. You know what's happening? They're learning how to die. And the moment they stop dying is the moment they stop growing. Go no further, and then you find them back out, into, into the world. If we do not die, then we are living out of our own source and our own strength. But if we die, you don't have to worry. Remember what the Lord said. He said, "If you're my disciple, you'll you'll be where I am." Remember. And he said, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground, and he said, Now, if you'll come with me, you don't have to worry. You'll live again. If you live, you will die. But if you die, you will live. If we live within our own self and our own strength and our own abilities and our own intellect, our own talents, and we just simply learn to play church. And I say that as kind as I can because we certainly all do that, right? From time to time. You will eventually die, but there'll never be fruit. But if you die, he said. If you come with me, you die with me, it'll be all right. Because in three days, I'm getting back up. And and if we die with him, he's going to resurrect you. But you're not going to look nothing like you looked when you died. Everything's going to be different. They're going to look at you and say, man. To you, and you can say, "I was in church." Let's stand. All right, I want to read these verses. Oh my Lord, I have so much more. All right, I'm gonna read these and be done. My wife says part two. 1 Corinthians 15 and 36. Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be. You You don't take a branch and bury it and a branch from a pear tree and put it in the ground and, and, and expect it, a tree to come up. Thou sowest not the body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or some other grain. You may not even know what kind of grain it is that you're putting in the ground, but you will know. Because if you die, Listen to me. If you die, you will know what seed God planted in you. Because it will come out. Well, I don't know my place in the kingdom. Die. You won't be the only one that knows. Everybody will know there may be something in you that you never dreamed. You never dreamed. God put in you. Verse 38. But God giveth it a body. As it hath pleased him. To every seed. His own body. If you'll die. What will come out of you. Is what will be pleasing to God. He. Will form. What it is. He will make it. What the fruit is to be. And whatever that It will be pleasing to the Lord. But you and I will not bear fruit. 2 Corinthians 4 and 10. I just want to finish the dying thought. (laughs) So we can live. So we can go home and live. By dying to the flesh, listen, I'm allowing God to create in me the form that pleases him. 2 Corinthians four and ten, always bearing about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies for we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus sake. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal the way you get this flesh to do the will of God is if you'll die, that's that's all you have to do. If you die, you don't have to worry about nothing else. He will form out of you what seed he put in you. And Paul said earlier, you don't even know what that is. You got a seed in your hand and you can't tell. Is it wheat? Is it some other kind of grain? There's only one way to know. You got to die. And when you die, even if you've been serving God for 30 years, week after week, month after month, Year after year. And God really has never accomplished in you what you know, you feel you want more, right? If you'll die, that seed will germinate. Moses, you might have to spend 40 years in the wilderness. What do you think was going on in the wilderness? He was dying. And when he finally died, you know why Sarah Isaac is so glorious? I know you're standing. I'm I'm a horrible pastor, but I'm just one more minute. You know why the birth of Isaac is so incredible? Because the womb of Sarah was dead. And the miracle of it all is that out of your death comes life. And when out of your death comes life, everybody knows it's God that did it. Woo! Every eye closed. Let's lift our hands. My Lord, I feel something in this place. I feel something powerful in this place. Oh, God. Lord, I come to you, I ask you, help this preacher die. Help this preacher die. I pray, God, that you minister to this church. I pray, Lord, that every one of us in this place, God, that we would just die out to ourselves, die out to flesh and wants and the hunger of flesh god die out to it because when we do that seed you put in us lord it's going to germinate when this old flesh dies when we when we keep trying to control everything and 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 god offended by everything and everything affects us and lord we're so concerned about our flesh and about our image and God, when we let all that die, when we let
1: go of it, God, then you will begin to grow in us. You'll grow in us
0: and when you grow in us we don't care about anything else we don't care about what the world says or what the world does the only thing that matters is what's growing in us God I pray help us help every one of us here tonight help us God help us to find that thing we can cut off help us to find that thing in our life we can stab and kill and let it die that you might be able to grow in us a little more that we can begin to bear fruit attached to the vine, letting the flow of the Spirit come through us and
1: cleanse us and purify us and take out all of the things that aren't right. Cleanse us with your blood, oh God. Oh Lord, that we, God, might begin to become that what you've called us to be, that you might reach into us and begin to form that Body that you had planted in us so long ago, and grow up that tree, grow up that fruit, bring it up out of us, oh God, that we might be profitable in the kingdom of God and bless the kingdom, God. I pray, do it, Lord, for us. Touch us, God, touch our hearts. Never let us be the same. Let us go to bed with this on our mind. Let us get up with it on our mind. What can I let die? that God can grow Jesus Jesus just a moment longer let's pray a little bit come on somebody touch the Lord right now you need to touch God just a little bit right now oh God we call on you we call on you Oh, Lord, let that seed germinate in us. Let that seed germinate in us. Call out of us. Call out of us what you've planted in us, oh, God. Bring it out.
0: Bring it out, God. Bring it out. Bring it out of us, oh, God. Bring it out of us, oh, God. Oh, Jesus My mighty God, my mighty God, I love you, Lord. We love you. We need you. We need your help, Lord. you got to help us. We can't do it without you. You've said it, Lord. We can do nothing without you. You said it,
1: God, that if your word abides in us and we abide in you, we can ask what you will and you'll do it. We ask you tonight, help us die.
0: Jesus. Oh, ha, shot mm. talk of a house. I yet talk of a house. Jesus. 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 Oh, God. Oh Jesus. And let me tell you, you need to look for it because God will send things to you to help you die. Because he loves you that much. He loves us that much. He loves us that much. He loves us that much. When things come against you, don't rebel against it. Say, God, let me learn from it. Let it humble me, God. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus, Jesus, help this church, God, help us die. Oh, that the seed may germinate and bloom in us. That what you planted in us will come out, that it will grow. That it will grow. We will see what it is. We will see what it is. Amen, 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 amen. Tell your neighbor, look at him, tell him, say, you look like you're dying a little bit. I love you. You're the greatest people in the world. Let's go home and die. God bless you. God bless you. Give me my teardown crew. Greet one another. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Be gentle to one another. He cut Mohoshaya. Bless one another.